Do you ever get the sense? Maybe you're not made for this time. And I'm not talking about lay wrong generation. I'm talking about technology doesn't work when you're angry. Technology just doesn't work with you. Your hair starts falling out. You start screaming like one of those Wojaks with the, the bleeding eyes. That's what it feels like to be on social media. If you got that problem, maybe, just maybe, the goon chat is what you've been looking for. Hello, um, MIA audience. Today's episode is about the, the revival and the return of a long-awaited happening that um, we are about at, I would say, the one-year anniversary of, which is crazy to think about. Um, they say not to podcast angry, but that's what I'm doing today. Just got a message that annoyed me uh, to the depths of my souls after uh, dealing with some some nonsense uh, from, you know, support, chat support for different websites and paid subscription services. And, uh, you know, we're here. We got some great topics to chat with you about today. And um, I will just say the, the goon chat, if you want to join, uh, there's a couple ground rules, but send a DM to a meme analysis or <laughs> meme intelligence agency on Instagram and uh, you will... Uh, have a shot at greatness. All right. To start, I pulled a card on the episode, and the card is success. The <sighs> six of discs. I wanted I wanted to talk about about something related to success. Did you ever hear? Did you ever did you ever read Crowley's Book of Lies? No. All right. So there, there's a dirty a dirt. There's a bunch of dirty chapters, and one of them. It's how to succeed and how to suck eggs. Now, you get it? You get how to, because it's, it's chapter 69. Because it's how to suck seed and how to suck eggs. That is, that is the point. Good. It is. And that's fire and what's the fire going up and the water going down. That's the idea of it. Um, but I, I, I wrote a joke recently. I can I can say it because I'm an Italian, but you know how Marco Polo brought pasta over from China to Italy. Mm -hmm. He brought over acupuncture too, but the Italians do it with ice picks. When did uh, the mafia start? Uh, you know that's a great question. I'd imagine that the mafia had existed throughout all of Italian culture. I guess since. Uh, the Trojans came to Rome. I mean, like in the triumvirate, there was definitely there's a mafia vibe. What is it? The the fuck? What's the the name of the club? That's like they're like oh the Illuminati started off as this. It's like the first secret the Hell, society. Hellfire Club. That's like later. I'm thinking later. it's something in Italy. It's the like Bavarian uh, Illuminati. Uh, it could be the Bavarian. Um, but the mafia is Cosa Nostra. It's our house. I'm just wondering, like, uh, you know, a fledgling Illuminati and a mafia, like the Chad mafia, like we're gonna ice pick some people mm -hmm. and the Illuminati's <laughs> like, what if we what if we pulled the strings? Oh. 
What if we made everybody smart? It's like, what if we made some fucking hard money? It's the what truth. If we sucked eggs. What if we sucked oh, eggs? Oh, man. Um, today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to be uh, making segments of this that will get popularized through TikTok. And one of them was about the Sigma male meme, which uh, I feel like uh, we, we all have a deep attachment to, to some degree, because of. Um, how much the life cycle of this meme has existed and how much I think MIA adjacent people have had an impact on it. Um, you know, whether that was the, the Grussell set, you know, very woke indeed era posting like a year and a half, two years ago up to, uh, you know, the, the OG Sigma male meme analysis video. But, uh, for those who are, uh, in the know with the the algorithmic slop, you have likely seen a trend where uh, people just do the Patrick Bateman face, and that is the meme now. It is turned into the dab, or you know when the e boy got too popular and they started doing the little finger on the head thing. If you can see video of this, you can see me doing it. Whenever a meme gets to be simplified into the most like basic physical form. That is the the peak of the adoption curve and everything past that is death. And just like, it's either like really smart Cody Co cultural commentators being like, this is dumb guys. Dumb people are doing the thing we thought was funny. Or it's like uh, bottom of the barrel content creators who have like 10 million subscribers trying desperately to be like, how can I appropriate whatever's up and coming on the internet? But this graphic, I'm going to explain this beautiful adoption curve graphic and on the graphic we have phases of the sigma male meme at the very beginning we have our cultural innovators these are the people like voxopolis uh whatever the fuck his name is the incel philosopher who came up with the sigma male and was talking about the sociosexual hierarchy this is like pure unadulterated autism like from the the guts of the internet the only people who knew about this are really out there Past this, we have the the innovators, the um, – fuck, let me look at the graphic. We'll, we'll chop this up. What's so the yellow us. line? Uh, give me one second. I'll tell you. I just need to see my reference image. Okay. So we have the innovators. That is like when people were unironically calling themselves Sigma males. Early adopters is when the meme starts to turn inward on itself. And you see all of these meme pages like Very Woke Indeed – that talk about the Sigma male Russell set and they're kind of making fun of hustle culture, but also building out like a new model of the Sigma male, which is, is extremely meme laden and post ironic and blah, 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 fancy words. Early majority here we have uh, best Sigma moments in films. Uh, we have people like Kai clips dressing as Patrick Bateman. We have all of the like online e-girls trying to basically like rip Sigma male swag this is still kind of niche, but it's getting to the point of mass adoption. Um, lots of people are mimicking the facial expressions at this point, but we then see the rising star, the person who killed it all, which is, um, fuck, let me find this guy's name. <laughs> His name is Arjun B. Okay, Arjun B is the death of the trend. He became so popular because he basically like ripped all the Sigma male editors and just made countless high production quality videos of him doing the face 
now we're at a point where the entire trend is comprised of like these massive TikTok accounts just doing awful impersonations of Patrick Bateman where they're like, ooh, ooh. And it's this, I, I, I can't even describe it anymore. It's like morphed into such a like cesspool of people desperately trying to like rip something they have no comprehension of the origins of. But, you know, here at the MIA, we don't really care. Um, it just is what it is. And to answer your question, the, the yellow line, that is like how many people know about it. That is like basically as you pass into the latter stages of the adoption curve, when it gets like cringe, that's when it's the most monetizable. And that is like the truth of all these trends is that once they get really separated from their roots and everyone can get it, that's when you can actually make money off of it. Where at the beginning, it's like, okay, 10,000 people find this fucking hilarious and like get the lore. But those people oftentimes are kind of more the fodder for uh, larger cultural entities trying to monetize lay youth culture. MIA listeners early on the adoption curve of the Aquarian Aeon, one could say. Yeah, no, I mean that is that is the curse of this podcast. Just, is it's like a two, it's a two thousand. We are uh, a little too early. We need to like dumb ourselves down and um, purposefully say the same things over and over and over again, and talk about things that you know we've been cognizant of, or you know maybe had the best take on like two and a half years ago. I know this sounds likely very conceited, but I, I mean, if you're listening to this, uh, it's also kind of a an odd compliment. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Should we? Talk, should I start with my day, or do you want to go into the I Ching? <laughs> Let's start with your day. How was your day All today? Right. So I woke up and I I got my violin back from somebody. Then I went. Who is this? With a friend. Somebody pre, pre If if people have listened to ancient archaic episodes, they might know. Then. I went into a sensory deprivation tank place. It's called uh, Flotopia. And I went with my friend. It was kind of spur of the moment. And the problem, though, is that I'd had quite a bit of coffee and nothing to eat. So my, my, tummy, my tummy was upset. I was very calm and relaxed, but there would be moments of disorientation within the pod. And I'd be like, uh-oh. I might throw up, but it was good. It was a general, it was relaxing. It was interesting to sense areas of the body free of stress versus those where uh, there was, you know, de- definite energy points. It was nice. It, I don't, I don't think I've been, I don't think I've been to many places where I, I pay and then I'm naked in their place of business. Because you do it naked. You're going to the wrong places, man. <laughs> um, would you say that it was mainly like a, a bodily experience for you, like as you were suspended? Were you feeling throughout your body or were you more so going inward? Uh, it's hard. I think going in and out of both. I just love the idea of it like acting as an amplification to tummy grumblings. And you're like in this chasm of like <laughs> um, experiencing the, the micro dose hellish. Uh... Yeah. Have you seen altered states? No, what's that? It's like, it's kind of a fictionalization of John Lilly 
and it's about sensory deprivation tanks and psychedelics and stuff. But I want to get into something I think is is very significant, which it is as we talked about about the sim- about simplification and the importance of simplicity and ease. Now we know that the Tao is a matter of simple and easiness, according to the sages who planned it out. And I, I picked up a copy of Alistair Crowley's I Ching, and it has his notes from his diaries about each hexagram. And I will first, I will read you, this is about hexagram three, which is water over thunder. And let's see. This is interesting. This is his translation. I can't say that it's the best. It's interesting, though. All right. Firm, correct, great progress this evinces. Advantage from appointing feudal princes. Hard, mere advance, maintain thy place correct. Distress, retreat, fear not, a friend is nigh. Lost in the wood, seek not a deer to espy. Retreating, seek thy mate, with him aim high. Dispense rich favors as thy friends expect. Thine horses bolt, bleed tears of agony. So this is a this is a bad one. This one is generally a negative hexagram. It follows heaven and earth, which are like perfect hexagrams, pure heaven and pure earth. And then this is like fuck you. This is the beginning of the end. This is the fall of man, and its image is that of a root trying to come through the earth. But let's see how it how it comes about in the practical day-to-day life of Aleister Crowley. Difficulties began with Major Hayes' check coming back, and my burning the toast twice. <laughs> this is the truth. This is the truth. The, the burning of the toast and the ability to see the divine changes of life in the burning of toast, it is good. This, though, is different from number synchronicities, because you might be saying, well, burning toast is just as mundane as my receipt. It's not, though. It's not. Are you turning this into an anti-schizo uh, number pillory? <laughs> yeah, we've been, I've been anti-number posting this week. No, no, I know. I, I, I feel like it's, it's true, though, that it makes me think of the, the Jesus and the bread and um, just you should. I mean, it, like how it happens to me is like, I'll like be thinking about something and I'll drop one thing and it'll be like this moment of like, Oh, like that is what that means. Like little things that happen in life that sort of mirror larger, um, psychic dynamics at play. And, but, uh, to get uh, on the hexagram, it, it's funny. That's the image of the, um, the plant trying to come up because it, it made me think of like seeds of decay, luxury, um, and sort of the, whatever, there's this thing that happens, I guess, whenever something gets very popular. Um, and, uh, we've actually talked about this on the podcast. I think, um, like what it feels like to go viral is a good microcosm of this where something is going so well and you can like see, oh, the sales are going up. The, um, everyone's talking about my movie. Everyone's talking about my new Instagram pic. And there's this like upturning and you, you feel you're the emperor, you're on top of it, but there is a crest 
even if you are at a height, there is a crest and there is that feeling right after where it's like the stagnation in the fall. Um, and what's stuck out to me about the image of the, the seed coming up is that like you're killing it, you're planting seeds, everything's going well. And then like one seed is like, oh shit, like the, the harvest is different now. Like the soil is changing something, you know, heaven and earth are no longer. And that, and that is the struggle of the entire book of changes is this fall from the perfection of the elements. And that's one of the great, one of the great things about it is that, you know, even though you don't read it in a linear fashion, it's not made to be read linearly, but it does. It ultimately ends in failure. It ends incomplete. The completion is the 63rd. It's the hexagram before the last. And the last is before completion. It's never accomplished fully. Um, but I thought, you know, we should talk about some of the very basics of the I Ching, simply because this has been my major point of study, and I think I will drop a little a little glimpse. We're working on a I Ching translation. We're making the I Ching new. Um, I think that it's a it's a vital work to be done. I think that many of the I Ching translations that exist now, even though I love them, they are too complicated for most readers. I want to make one simple enough for anybody to use because I think it, it should be more popular in the West. But let's talk about the basics. So everybody knows the yin and yang sign, the black and white circle. So we can start with just a cosmic reading of it, which is that those are the two forms of energy, light and dark, which is yang. Yang is light energy, yin is dark energy. And when we represent it symbolically, it's a solid line or a broken line, a one or a zero. And the I Ching is in fact the origin of binary code. Liebens is sent a copy of the I Ching by a French Jesuit who lives in China, Joachim Bouvet. And he like immediately is like, oh, binary code, immediately makes it. Um, and the I Ching continues to be one of his major interests because he's also interested in developing a universal symbolic language, which he believes that Chinese ideograms give great insight to. But these zeros and ones, we form trigrams. So we start out with a, a doubling of yin and yang, and you get the four elements. And the, I think that's called, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. It's like hijang, zhang. That then becomes the trigrams. We add another line, and then we have eight elements. These eight trigrams are the eight elements, the doublings. It's like different forms of heaven, different forms of water, different forms of air, different forms of earth, and so on. These eight elements are then again doubled to make 64 hexagrams, but it is all ultimately solid and broken lines, zeros and ones that make depictions of nature. They are depictions of the cycles of nature. Some are thunderstorms, some are volcanoes, some are simple mountains or lakes and so on. And each of these has poems attached symbolic poems attached. 
one for the whole hexagram, and then six, one for each line of the hexagram. And each gives insight into the given situation. Um, I think part of the reason that it hasn't experienced mass adoption is simply that it's a book and not a deck of cards. Not only the cultural separation. Two thoughts um, I had while you were going through that. The first was... I've heard you talk about this before, but yin and yang as um, a point of contention, maybe in more modern interpretations, people like not wanting to think of them as uh, masculine and feminine or uh, like, uh, you know what I mean? You know, it's a, it's a hot, it's a hot take, but I'm willing, I'm willing to take it um, a lot. And I've had the, I have this argument often. So, all right, number one, the I Ching is not actually, it wasn't initially written with yin and yang in mind. Yin and yang are like probably centuries older than the initial text. The initial text, though, had no text. It was just hexagrams. So that's not really that uh, significant. But the image of Earth the image of the earth in the I Ching is um, it's the character for like ground, but it's also the character then next to it is the character for pussy, the character for vagina. Um, I think it's, it's relatively undeniable that there is a sexual dimorphism in the I Ching and in Taoist philosophy. And this is, this does not need to be a sexist thing. Because yet again, as with any mystic tradition, men and women contain both yin and yang energy. It is not as if they are um, relegated to one or the other. But yes, it, it has. But also in, important is that femininity in the material is a product. It's an emanation, a product of yin. Yin is pre-vagina. There was yin before there were human women, before there was sexual dimorphism, before there was sex, yin and yang were. The Tao was. Are you trying to say that uh, women as an existing uh, construct in biology are an appropriation of something far more primordial that uh, they don't really understand or get fully? It's very curious, no? Like, like the character for... <laughs> For seed or for sun, offspring, it looks like sperm, and yet we didn't know what sperm looked like. Crazy. This is, this is some schizo takes, bro. What are you trying to say here? Are you saying that lay science, the image in lay science, was understood by people who were not blessed with lay science? That I doesn't know, make sense. A huge, a huge leap, and it might be better to just write off everything before. True. That's, that's what I was thinking while I was listening to this. Um, especially, um, it, it makes me think, like, that's one of the main things people dunk on Jordan Peterson for, is there's, like, one clip of him talking about... Um, DNA. The freaking, yeah. The, it's one of his best like, ideas. He's actually right. Like, people true. have no idea. No, I know. And it. it's just, like, it. people in, intentionally will, like, brainlet take it and be like, He's trying to say they knew what DNA was. Uh, he's so I mean, like legitimately. You just look at the writer of the I Ching, 
the creator of the hexagrams, Fuji, who is half dragon, half man. And he and his sister wife are double helixing. And so you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me that the I Ching is not a better insight into our nature. You can. I want to talk about um, one of the co-creators of synchronicity alongside Jung, because the very first thing that you'd said during the pod, it got me thinking about him. Do you know about Wolfgang Pauli, like the Pauli no. principle? Right, that, big, that sounds vaguely familiar, actually, the principle. He's a big, a big physicist. You, you, I don't know. You, you, you're a science man. You probably know about him, but there's oh, also the- shit. I, I do know what this is. It's like a fucking uh, electron thing. I don't sure. know about any of that. I don't know about any of that. But he had this. He had this thing. It's called the Pauli effect, where any time he was in a room, all the machines and technology would malfunction. It just followed him everywhere he went. Um, and that was one of the things that gave him insight into synchronicity early on is that, you know, there are things that happen without uh, direct material causes, that causality is not the sole force in the world. You know, the one of the major ideas of synchronicity is that the traditional triad of physics, which is space, time, and causality, is incomplete because it's not a quaternity, it's not a full circle. And the fourth is the a-causal, or the synchronistic, which is things that happen without direct causes, but are linked, are meaningfully linked in time and space. I, um, in a video I recently made, I was thinking a lot about how, um, kind of where explanations solely rooted on capital fall short is like an inability to explain certain things that could be construed as mimetic mimetics or archetypes or like, like core, uh, energetic moments, which I think the I Ching really gets at because it shows how many there can be and how it's really simple combinations of two pieces of energy, but if you stack them in particular ratios and whatnot, you can create these these moments that, you know, for lack of a better way of saying this, like Marx's mode of analysis does not, it's not complex enough to hit all of those. And to think one thing can explain like all the different ways things can play out and all the ways that, you know, money can just freaking evaporate in generations and moments of people's lives um like th- there are downsides to capital that are not acknowledged that are like to me these this is kind of like the missing energetics or libidinal economy of it's it's a type of energetic happening that um i guess where where i get uh confused is like in calling it a causal like is that just to say uh you can't be like oh there's there's a higher force you know it's yeah it's unknown it's like there could be a cause but it is so far beyond analysis like immediate analysis scientific analysis that it can't be understood now you know some people they talk about the god of the gaps it's like maybe eventually we'll understand mechanisms behind synchronicity um but 
I don't know. Um, here's something. Here's something. This is for the goons, for the goon chat. Our first, our first work, a challenge to you all. I've been thinking about this at length for quite a while, for years even. Um, I used to read to my friends back when I was in high school. I would I would gather everybody around and read ideas that I was excited by. And when I read everybody's synchronicity, um, synchronicities immediately occurred in the room within like a, a few minutes of reading it. Synchronicities began occurring. And that has been something I've noticed. Um, some call it, um, I believe it's Bader Meinhof, where you read about something and immediately you start seeing it uh, around. Um, that's, that's a very, very low form of this. But what I've always been interested in is how can one make synchronicity mimetic? How can you spread a synchronicity? And I've seen it done relatively effectively in conspiracy, especially with numbers. Um, but again, to me, this is a negative form. This is a schizophrenizing form. I'm curious specifically about symbols, about dynamics, about characters, and so on. How can we spread asynchronicity? That is the big question um, that really interests me because asynchronicity is a situation that's undeniable. And it can be frightening to people who don't experience it often. Um, and that is an experience that is worth spreading because it kind of puts the fear of God into people who regularly disbelieve, who, who might be unwilling to recognize. And that was another point. It's just like um, the irony of uh, Marxists believing that they found this you know, ultimate level of analysis when – and they, they declare um, – and science declares the I Ching and tarot and all these divination methods and mystic traditions to be simplistic and reductive and stupid. Um, you know these asinine creations to escape from the world, um, when in fact they they form a far deeper relationship with life and generally are better modes of analysis in capital. Um, I think. You know figures like J.P. Morgan, and there are extensive amounts of traders who utilize divination. Um, no way, that's bullshit, man. <laughs> it they're provides so smart. They're so much smarter than me. Why would they do that? They're so I know smart. why. Why do all the smart? It seems like all these like rich and powerful people are involved in in nah. occult in occultism. Nah, nah, that's bro. really weird. They're, no, they must they would be, be like me. They would be watching Rick and Morty and smoking weed and hanging out. They would trust the science. Um, <laughs> fuck I had, there's two, two things I wanted to talk about, but I'm, ah, wait, let me, let me see if I can pull it out. Fuck. I'm going to talk about the other one and see if the first one comes back, but, but to hop back to the I Ching, um, before we wrap that up, when you're talking about it being the foundation of binary, I think there must be some people in tech who get that fully and could just look at the like rawest form of code and be like, I can see where this is going. So you like, and that, that is like a type of investor is they like Peter Thiel strips back Twitter's code base and looks at it and is like, fortuitous. It will be, it will be told in three I years. Don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see the code anymore. I don't even see the matrix anymore. I just see difficulty at the beginning. 
power of the great before completion, small gathering. That's all uh, I see when I look at binary. Uh, I would just, because it, it, it all technically is binary. Could you not um, just yeah, and that's, that's do the fundamental readings on all, like, you, you break it down into that? And I'm that's sure that Crowley someone thought can. it was. Crowley thought it was the ultimate form of divination. He preferred it to the tarot, which is, again, another reason why I think it, it needs a new translation to be made more legible to more people. I think more can be done with it um, in the West. Um, it's also it's the oldest book. It is older than the Bible, which is why these Jesuits went to China and were so fixated on it, because they thought, well, it's older than the Bible, therefore it must, number one, have been written by biblical figures and contain the historical situations in the Bible. And they connected it extensively. They corresponded it extensively, and they believed it was written by Enoch, the I Ching. They thought Fuji was Enoch and also Thoth. They tried at first to, um, to burn it to destroy all the libraries that uh, was contained within, but they ended up getting shot by Chinese gunpowder. Um, the other thing I was thinking of about the, the fear of synchronicity, um, that is like, I, I think a really, really real experience. If you've ever been with someone and you start to point it out and there's someone who is like deeply uncomfortable with that, the fear it evokes, it's like primordial. It's like, God is in the room with you. And uh, to me, it's uh, it's like something winking uh, through life. Like it's little winks left in moments if you're paying attention. And it, it makes people deeply, deeply uncomfortable. Uh, two, two pieces of media to connect to that. The first part about the fear, the second part about the winking. But the first, and we should almost pull it up. It's almost worth hearing. Maybe we edit it in. But in the Cronenberg film, A Dangerous Method. Have you seen A Dangerous Method? No, I don't think I've seen this one either. Oh my it's, God, you got to watch it. It's so good. It's about dangerous. Jung and Freud and Shabina Spielrein. And um, they're, one of the best scenes to me is, so Freud is the great scientist who despises occultism and spirituality. And Jung is, of course, you know, all in, really. And they're sitting together talking about paranormal phenomena and freud is like you know this is nonsense what do you mean and Jung says in five seconds there's going to be a loud crack in this room and what's more it's going to happen again and it happens and freud is like totally taken aback just awestruck and like shuts down and I think that, that it's, it's extremely common um, because now to the wink, and this might be one of the moral quandaries of what we do, but I think for most people, it feels as if there's very, very little good that can come from recognizing that part of life. There is very little positive. Most people who get into it go mad, you know, just baseline most people are driven mad by these things. These are, but this is also kind of a self-defeating meme. Therefore, we need to make good memes. You know, whimsy, whimsy over schizophrenia. That is it's our. Like that the, is our. 
to me, when you're on the synchronicity highway, if, if you have a positive meme plex with you, you will stumble into situations where people hand you pots of gold and you meet uh, wonderful, uh, beautiful people who take you places across the world. That is uh, the positive meme plex for... Uh, I, and honestly, funny. like, Kazemi's work, I think, hits that on the head. That is, like, what yeah. um, his book is. Totally. And I mean, and you know, it's it's always worth reiterating that that is how I met you. I met you after reading Kazemi's book and doing a ritual. I was inspired because I'd always done like what, and this is not a, a diss. Like I'd always done what I considered higher magic, and I you know read Lieber Null and done simple magic, but it never struck me to actually focus on people. Which is funny because you know people are my 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 big thing. I love I love I need to be around people. I love people, and it, when it struck me, oh, do magic about people. It was very striking, and of course it led to all this. But you know, in the I Ching, one of the some of the recurring images I think have to do with that synchronicity freeway where. Uh, depending on where one is in this set of changes. Sometimes it's good to see a great man. Sometimes it's good to, to travel, to cross the great water. Sometimes it's good to eat at home, and sometimes it's bad to eat at home. You know, there's different localities, different modes of being that are attributed to each hexagram. Um, there's also something funny. Um, there's two elements to um, parts of commentaries in the original text, like late original text. There is the, what the hedgehog says, the character, it's the character for a hedgehog and the character for speak, it's a mouth. And then there's a character of an elephant and the character of a mouth. And so I'll give a little bit of insight into my translation. Um, just very, very basic bits of it that I think are okay to be shared right now. So we know the ancient Greek poet Archilochus. You've undoubtedly heard the very famous line, the fox knows many things and the hedgehog one big thing. And of course, we have Sonic and Tails, the first emanation of this. But I translate Hedgehog says as the big idea or the big thing, because that's the um, hexagram judgment. It's the hexagram statement. And then, then elephant, because the elephant is huge and moves and shakes the ground, I call that action. So in action, you have the big idea or the big thing and it in action. And those are the two elements of understanding a hexagram initially. How, how, what's the big idea of it? And how does it appear in action, in life? I can, I can see it. This is a visual podcast for those listening. I'm doing uh, amazing mudras and hand signs that indicate uh, higher planes of understanding for everything we're talking oh. about. That's something I'll talk about briefly. We got a little bit of time. Um, in my, in my, my, I've been doing weekly ideas. I've been doing private 
Substacks. You have to pay, but it's worth it. Every week, I write down big ideas that I have throughout the week, and sometimes you see them develop. Sometimes they go away. But one of them that I'd, I'd done the basics of is a tarot or an oracle system of mudras, and but it's mundane mudras. It's not ancient holy ones. It's simple mudras that you make every day. Like pointing, like shh, like peace, like uh, middle finger, all of it. It all has a great, grand spiritual significance. I um, oh man, this makes me think of something rather goofy that, that I'm going to uncancel myself preemptively with. Um, so <laughs> I uh, use my hands a lot when I talk. If if anyone's seen my my what it is channel, I talk a lot with my hands and. Uh, I know some very talented public speakers who have said, you know, there's a couple things you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. Like, you, it's not good to like point when you're speaking at someone in the face. Like, it's uh, it's antagonizing. It kind of evokes like a, you know, like you're being accused of something. And I found myself I was watching a clip of myself uh, last night, and I found myself making a hand sign not at all thinking about it when I was saying I was like getting to a big idea and I did the okay sign, which uh, for those who are familiar with how this has been kind of construed in the media, this is like a, an alt-right thing or um, I, I don't know. It's, it's like white power. It was kind of a meme created by 4chan to even say that's what that was. And I was thinking about it. I saw myself do it. And I'm like, oh man, I wonder if one day someone's going to like rewatch all of these and find that and be like, he's co he's coding things he's doing with his hands. And it's like all completely like just me, um, you know, maybe on some really deep level, my hands are corresponding to ideas as I'm articulating them. And I'm kind of like airbending concepts, but I will say to preemptively uncancel myself, I was not doing uh, that symbol for that reason. Um, I was just saying memetics. But uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna right now create a new interpretation of the OK symbol. I'm going to give you all right. What, what is the, it? The divine the divine mudra. So OK is the Tao, the zero, the holy Tao, and three it's the trigrams. OK is Fuji. It is the symbol of Fuji. It is the Tao and the three emanating trigrams. The Tao of Earth, the Tao of Man, and the Tao of Heaven. That is uh, when I, the, the grand theory will be revealed one day, vibe materialism uh, as the, the backbone to the school of memetics. That symbol is, is getting at that it will all be told through the I Ching. It's going to be like a it will all be made to lose but instead of a late rise to lose love weapons it'll all be contextualized through the eaching um i got i got another another brief another this one's important so quick a quick correspondence so you might be able to see now at the top of this book we've got alistair crowley's uh he corresponded the I Ching to the Kabbalah. And I'm going to start with what is called the supernal triad, which I think in a lot of ways can be directly um, related to the Christian trinity. It's just that the Christians are like, 
that's enough for us. Three is good enough. They don't go the they don't go the whole ten. Um, all the Sephiroth. So it's Kether, Kether, which is like so initially outside of it. Number one, outside of it is no thing, nothing, which is the Dao, the big Dao, which is the empty part of a bowl. It's the empty part of a wheel, and so it's the useful nothing. It's the the big nothing, the creative nothing. Then it's what he calls Dao Day, which is like the first beginning of materialization of the Dao. Um, so that is Kether. Kether is like the idea. It's the first light of God expressed, and then it splits into masculine hokma and feminine bina which is like the the plan and the action the plan is masculine the form the pattern and then the materialization of the form but this is very high this is not malkuth is the only thing you can touch or feel um physically sense sensually but that supernal triad, it's above the abyss, they say. Everything lower than that is already starting to get like sullied, starting to become material, starting to manifest. So that supernal triad is the trinity, and that is the Tao, De, Yin, Yang. So pure energy, masculine, feminine. That trinity is present, you know, as we can we can just say throughout all of these cultures all of these religious systems and it functions in each of them when you get down to the bottom seven uh, the sullying of the material um i guess in in that triad is the the one the action does that get any closer to the uh the material like what Which? distinguishes um in the triad i think it's malkuth that's the action mal yeah malkuth at the very bottom malkuth is the the the, uh, the kingdom kether's the crown and that is the closest to becoming material or is it is it material malkuth is we are we are malkuth we are made of malkuth okay you know we're made of dust Makes me think of uh, you recommended her Substack, but uh, user goes to Kether. Have have him on the pod. <laughs> um, and, you know, Bowie says one magical movement from Kether to Malkuth, and it does. It goes in a lightning pattern. It goes bzz, 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 down. Uh, I guess two other things to tag on before we we call it a day. Um. Stim talk. Stim talk. Uh, we're, we're coining <laughs> coining a term. If you hear it, it came here first. Stim talk is uh, the name of the genre of content that combines all of the varying types of media, Family Guy, Subway Surfers, etc., uh, with the base media. Uh, there's potentially an, an article and some stuff that will uh, attribute that to the MIA coming soon, and. Uh, to wrap up the goon chat discourse, uh, there's one uh, major, major initial rule of the goon chat, 
which uh, was theory theory tested prior to its its Malkuth stage. Now uh, back on the Discord, you cannot talk in the goon chat. You cannot say words, but you can send emojis. That is how we are going to communicate. All this emoji. is an idio, ideogramic group chat. But uh, if you were there for the initial one, you know the the power, the forces at play, what we were able to accomplish, the the crab rangoon. Many many great things are are cresting on the horizon. Good fortune. Shall we end it with a casting of the I Ching on the goon chat? Yeah, sure. You right. got you got some coins. My I yeah, Ching. We, we got the we got the old the real Chinese coins that I got in Chinatown. Alright, I'm, I'm gonna, first I'm gonna write it down. I'll I'll take y'all through my my little how I do it. I'm bad at it though. I like I write it down first and say on I've seen him. He's fucking terrible at it. The we need we need a natural I Ching reader. You should throw the coins, and as they're in the air, you should already be able to see. I underline it. I underline what is written. And we're gonna we're gonna toss it six times. We're not gonna do a six coin one this time. We're doing fucking three times. I mean six times. All right. On the goon chat. Think about it. Everybody listening. Attribute your energy retroactively on the goon chat. Ooh, all right. We got we got a six. All right. Line two. We got. Another solid line. Oh. <sighs> On the good chat. Oh man, I'm thinking of a. Uh, this is this is what's coming to me when I think of the goon chat, which is. The synchronicity highway took me to the Ichen Casino. All right, we have we have so far we have wind, air on the goon chat. Oh, interesting. We have some changers here. Almost, we can speed through this too in the edit. This is, but I like part it. Of it's it, like part of it is it's going to be excruciatingly long. Listen, <laughs> if people can listen to fucking three hours of, of Joe Rogan, they can listen to uh, <laughs> three minutes of each in casting. Another changer. Interesting. Good amount of changing lines here. One one final line on the good chat. Okay. All right. Let's see.
Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. We got my favorite hexagram. My absolute favorite. It becomes my favorite. It starts as heaven over wind, which I don't have. I'm not quite sure which that is, but it becomes my very favorite, which is a mountain over heaven. Absolute favorite. I have a comic about it. All right, let's see. Let's take a look. We got heaven over wind. 44. Let's see what 44 is. But we're going to do the Crowley one. It's quicker. 44. Perfect. We got mm, mm, 44. It's called coming to meet. Perfect, perfect. Suddenly encountering, behold, a woman. Do not wed her who is bold. Restrain weak folly or woo melancholy. Here's fish, but ask no fishy folk to dine. Defeated, yes, but not at meat with swine. No fish, because thou hast mixed with thieves in fine. Conceal thy virtues, cellars ripen wine. But hermits lose things human for divine. The light and the dark must mingle in order to put the world in order. The unexpected happens. A bold woman. And? By all means, go. Uh, the, and it also, he did a reading on when he was first going to the OTO. And it was at this meeting where he was given leadership. It's a good one. And it becomes my very favorite my very favorite, which is 26, which has make it new in it directly in the Chinese. What pound translates as make it new. It's the power of the great. I've heard it referred to as great potential. Um, the great accumulation, quit. Thy private virtue when state needeth it. Peril, move not, but look within thine heart. Then with due care, be ready for the start. Now with good horse, well-trained, play hard thy part. Block even the young bull's horns, he's safer so. Castrate the boar, its teeth will gently show. Then rule the stars, good fortune aid thine art. Heaven within the mountain, the image of the taming power of the great. Only through daily self-renewal, which is making it new, day by day, keep it growing. Can a man keep at the height of his powers? Not eating at home brings good fortune. It furthers one to cross the great water. Great luck from way of the Tao. Hidden volcanic energy is latent. I, when I have interpreted this symbolically, I, I see King Arthur asleep in the mountain. I see Rip Van Winkle sleeping in the mountain. So I see the potential for awakening the great powers within. I see coming to meet as we are gathering together. And in this, there's going to be an accumulation, an accumulation of energy. It's good, positive. With the first one, uh, my thought was uh, everything in the goon chat is not what it seems. Not everyone in the goon chat is who they seem. And with that, uh, send a DM. 
we're we're starting back up. We're revving up the engine. Uh, we're crossing the country. We're laying seeds that will we're crossing uh, the great waters and grow. And uh, rubbing my hands together. There's there's something that's a mutra. All right. Peace out.